Hello and welcome to the Pet Purpose Podcast. This is a podcast for passionate pet parents who want to take pet parenting to the next level. Our audience are always looking for ways to provide the best care for their companions. I'm Brett the Vet and each episode I will share useful information and key takeouts that you can easily adopt to magnify the care, adventure and excitement that you enjoy by having committed to becoming a dedicated pet parent just like me. This episode of the Pet Purpose Podcast is brought to you by tailovation.com.au. Tailovation is the site for passionate pet parents looking for credible information and quality products for their pets. Visit tailovation.com.au and follow along on socials. The handle on both Instagram and Facebook is at tailovation. Instead of standing ovation, it's a tail ovation. It's tails up to that. Now let's get started with today's episode. What do you say about that, boy? Well, firstly, welcome to you, the audience, and thanks for listening in to the Pet Purpose Podcast. If this is your first time joining in and you're a pet lover, then you're certainly in the right place. And if you're tuning in again, then welcome back to the show. You know, coughing is something that we all do from time to time, but it's not something we generally expect our pets to do. And if they do cough, it's because something could be awry. Well, coughing is what we're going to be talking about in today's episode of the Pet Purpose Podcast. So, you know, I guess a good place to kick off is to discuss exactly what a cough is. Well, coughing is actually a natural defense mechanism by the body. You know, if you think about it, it's designed to expel and get rid of foreign particles or material or in fact anything that shouldn't normally be in the respiratory tract, so in the airways or in the lungs. And if it isn't nice, clean, fresh air, well then it, it shouldn't be in the, in the airways. And, and that's what coughing is designed to do. And if you've ever inhaled dust or maybe some smoke and you started coughing, then that was the body's way of trying to get rid of the non-clean air. Or in the case of an infection, such as in the case of flu or perhaps with COVID, it's the body's reaction to the inflammation of the airways. And, you know, it's a way of the body trying to get rid of some of the mucus and bodily secretions by coughing it up as well. So how does one actually cough? I mean, what, what does the body do? What's involved? Well, if you're up for it, try coughing yourself now. And while you're actually coughing, take note of what, what, you know, what is happening in, in your body. So let me, let me give it a go. <coughs> so, so firstly, we inhale and we fill up our lungs and then we close off our throat. In other words, we close off the glottis then at the same time as trying to forcefully expel all the air that we've just inhaled, we suddenly open our throat up and, hey, presto, we're, we're coughing. You know, it's, it's amazing. We, we almost do this unconsciously. Well, it's that forceful expulsion of air from our lungs and airways that, that's helpful in getting rid of unwanted things that may be in our airways. And this is great to help keep muck out of our lungs But sometimes when a cough becomes persistent, it can actually cause further irritation of the airways and further aggravation. All right, so what about our pets? What are some of the causes of coughing in our pets? 
Well, there are a number of things that can cause our pets to cough, and they might include things such as an infection of the airways, for example, a bronchitis, and in particular, a good example of this is kennel cough, or it could be an infection of the lungs, uh, you know, obviously that's referred to as pneumonia. It could also be a collapsing of the windpipe or the trachea, which tends to be more common in the smaller breeds of dogs. Cancer is also something that could be responsible for causing a cough. You know, if there's cancer within the airways or in the lungs, for example. Then there's certain parasites that can affect the respiratory tract and they, they could affect the heart as well and that could lead to a cough. And then there's also heart diseases that can result in coughing. But that said, with heart disease, it's oftentimes other signs that are more readily evident um, long before you know, a cough would become, become apparent in, in pets. So let's focus our attention on kennel cough in, in dogs. Well, how would you know if your dog has kennel cough? Well, it does, of course, vary from case to case, but some of the signs include, obviously, a cough, and that's where kennel cough gets its name from, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But first and foremost, there's a cough, and oftentimes it's not just a plain cough, it's more of a harsh dry type of cough and some people refer to it as a, a goose honking type of sound and I don't know if, if any of you have heard what a goose sounds like when it's honking <laughs> you know for example in the breeding season but that's similar to what it might sound like but just take it that it's it's more of a, a dry harsh type of cough and when when the dog's coughing it can sometimes give the impression that something is actually stuck in its throat almost like a partial choke or gagging or, or sort of retching. And they can sometimes bring up a, a, a type of white frothy phlegm at the end of their cough. And sometimes pet parents may think that their dog has something stuck in the throat, like a bone or something like that. And the cough can mostly be elicited by pushing gently on the trachea or the windpipe. Now, obviously, you know, any animal or person will cough if someone pushes hard enough on their trachea. But with kennel cough, the trachea tends to be a little bit more irritated as a result of the infection. So it's therefore more easily further irritated when, you know, one rubs gently on it. Now, besides coughing, uh, as the name implies, kennel cough, there are also some other characteristics that could indicate that a dog has kennel cough. And these can include things like a runny nose or it could be having a little bit of difficulty breathing or it might be that the dog just feels flat and tired and it's lethargic or perhaps sometimes the dog may even have a fever. So those are, are some of the signs. Coughing, runny nose, difficulty breathing, lethargy and sometimes a fever. Now what is causing the coughing and these other potential signs that we've mentioned? Well, kennel cough is an infection of the respiratory tract and there's a range of pathogens that can be responsible for causing kennel cough and there are different viruses and there are different bacteria that can be involved. And some of, the, some of these pathogens or bugs uh, are, are primarily the cause 
of the infection. And sometimes they actually arrive secondarily to the initial infection being established. So once the body's defense mechanisms have been compromised to some extent, you know, sort of think of a bouncer at the door to an event. If the bouncer is no longer standing guard at the door, then it's easy for people to to get gain entry. So similarly, it would be, you know, once the defense mechanisms of the body are, are compromised, then it's much easier for other bugs or pathogens to, to enter. And some of these viruses and bacteria are even believed to be found in normal dogs. Uh, so dogs not showing any signs of coughing. So it really is sometimes a complex scenario with co-infections of, of different types of bugs or pathogens. And it does seem that infections with multiple pathogens does likely lead to more severe signs of illness, whereas a respiratory infection involving only one single pathogen would tend to be far less severe. And oftentimes, it, it's more likely to be self-limiting. In other words, it would likely clear up on its own without much intervention. Now, puppies generally tend to be more susceptible to kennel cough, and they may show more severe signs of illness if they do happen to pick up an infection. And just an interesting little side note here, with respect to the different types of bugs, one of the bacteria that can be involved in kennel cough in dogs is actually from the same genus of bacteria that causes whooping cough in humans. That's pretty cool, isn't it? You know, the, the scientific name for one of the bacteria that is often involved in kennel cough in dogs is called Bordetella bronchiseptica. And interestingly, the scientific name for the bacteria responsible for whooping cough in, in us humans is called Bordetella pertussis. So they, they, they are bacteria from, they are different species of bacteria, should I say, but they're from the, the, the same genus, that being the Bordetella genus. So I guess it would be similar to you know, different kangaroos, you know, the red kangaroo and the eastern grey kangaroo, they're from the same genus, but they're different species. Well, I, I just thought that was a really cool and interesting fact to, to throw in the mix there. Now, there are a number of medical names that kennel cough goes by, and these are infectious tracheobronchitis. Tracheobronchitis just means that the trachea and the, and the bronchial, the little airways, are inflamed and infected. Or it can also be referred to as canine infectious respiratory disease, which is obviously self-explanatory. It's a respiratory disease of dogs that is quite infectious. And there might be other variations of these names, but it's probably, you know, you would have most commonly come across it as being known as kennel cough. Now, I was actually given that common name kennel cough because oftentimes when a dog would go into a kenneled environment, it had the potential of picking up a cough. And there are a number of reasons for this. And when dogs go into a boarding kennel, they're typically being housed in higher densities and in closer proximity to one another than they would normally be in the home environment. And in addition to this, the dog is oftentimes quite stressed out. Now, why is it that a dog would be stressed out? Well, it's obviously the fact that it's away from its owners. You know, the, the pet parents have packed up and they've gone away on a holiday and the dog's gone into the, a, a boarding kennel. So they're stressed out because they're away from their, their owners. It's not necessarily separation anxiety, but it is a form of, of, of stress that builds up. 
And by the way, if you're interested in finding out more about separation anxiety, then listen to episode 25 of the Pet Purpose podcast. So, so they're stressed out because they're away from their owner, but they can also get stressed out because they're in a strange environment. It's, it's not an environment that they're you know, used to. So that can be a little bit more overwhelming for them. So they're stressed out. They're in higher density and closer contact to other dogs than usual. And this means that the bugs or the pathogens, those viruses and those bacteria, can can more easily be transmitted from one dog to the other. And because the dogs are more stressed out, perhaps their immune system isn't as quite as effective as it should be. And so they perhaps may be a little bit more susceptible to those pathogens. So kennel cough is actually quite contagious. So that means it can easily spread from one dog to another when they come into direct contact with one another. But it's actually very important to note that dogs aren't only able to pick it up when they go into a kenneled environment and some people are actually averse to the name kennel cough because it does tend to you know imply that it's only in the kennel environment whereas dogs could potentially pick it up from other sources so they could potentially pick it up from the dog park or they could pick it up from a veterinary hospital or they might pick it up from a grooming parlor or even a daycare or it's basically anywhere where one dog could come into direct contact with another infected dog so they you know more face-to-face contact and that's how it could spread so how you know can kennel cough lead to other complications Uh, and the answer is yes it could lead to besides being an irritation of the trachea and the bronchi it could actually lead to a pneumonia and of course a pneumonia can have far more serious outcomes than just an infection of the upper airways so I guess the question then is what can one do to help prevent their dog from getting kennel cough and remember we've said that it's oftentimes multiple different viruses and bacteria that can be involved in a respiratory infection and the vaccines that are available for our dogs don't cover all of these different viruses and bacteria that cause kennel cough. But, and this is a very important point, whilst the vaccines don't necessarily cover the full spectrum of those pathogens, it vaccination still remains the best way in helping reduce the likelihood of an infection and also in helping reduce the severity of the disease if a dog were to become infected. So vaccination could be the difference between a dog developing a very mild or even unnoticeable infection and a dog that develops an infection that leads to complications such as pneumonia and hospitalization. Now, the vaccines for respiratory disease in dogs, they come in in the form of a subcutaneous injection, which is something, it's an injection that's given under the skin, or they they might even be a vaccine that's squirted into the nostrils of the dog, or sometimes squirted into the mouth. Now, your vet will be able to obviously tell you which is best for, for your dog. Okay, so vaccination first and foremost is the best way of protecting your dog uh, from a serious kennel cough infection. There are other precautions you can take, such as avoiding your dog from drinking from shared drinking bowls, which are 
you know, we often find those in parks. Um, but also avoiding nose-to-nose contact with unknown dogs when you're, you know, when you're out and about with your bestie. Now, if a dog has been diagnosed with kennel cough, it is best to keep them away from other dogs for one to two weeks beyond them not showing any signs of illness. So, you know, two weeks beyond them returning back to good health. Um, so no more signs of coughing or runny nose or anything like that. But that said, it is possible for certain of the bugs or pathogens to linger a bit longer in the respiratory tract, you know, even for up to a month or so. All right, Paulians, let's sum up. Coughing is one of the body's natural defense mechanisms. There are various viruses and bacteria that can cause an infectious cough in dogs, and this is oftentimes commonly referred to as kennel cough. So make sure your dog's vaccinations are up to date, and if your pet develops a cough, then get them checked out by your vet because... You know, there could be multiple different causes for the cough. And if it did turn out to be kennel cough, they may require antibiotic treatments if, it's, if bacteria are involved or other supportive medications may also be necessary, such as certain types of anti-inflammatories or perhaps cough suppressants. So the best thing is to have them checked out by your veterinarian. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. Thanks for listening in and for being such a great audience. Please go ahead and share this episode with other passionate pet parents and do your bit to help create happy, healthy pets. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do us a favor and leave a review. And if there's a certain topic you'd like covered in a future episode of the Pet Purpose Podcast, then please hit me up via email. The address is brett at petpurposepodcast.com.au. Remember, you're awesome and your pet thinks so too. It's tails up to that. Wouldn't you agree, boy? Please note that the information provided in this episode of the Pet Purpose Podcast is general in nature and you should always seek veterinary advice specific to your pet's individual needs. This episode of the Pet Purpose Podcast was brought to you by tailovation.com.au. If you're looking for credible information and quality products for your pet, then visit tailovation.com.au. And you can follow along on Instagram and Facebook using the handle at tail ovation that's t-a-i-l-o-v-a-t-i-o-n instead of a standing ovation it's a tail ovation you can also find a range of pet products like grooming products food treats collars and toys flea and tick products supplements and much more at the tail ovation shop online and if you'd like to access the show notes for this episode then head over to the podcast page on the tail ovation website in the show notes you'll also find a link to the tail ovation shop so that you can get your pet's needs met. So visit tailovation.com.au to access the show notes.